Let's do this. The problem that I have is I don't want to come to Christ until I'm clean up, right? That's the problem that many people have. And the problem that I have, right, specifically for me in this case with this statement is I don't want to practice real estate until I'm out of debt, meaning that I pay all my dues, right? I don't want to do something until I have everything, right? I don't want to write this book until I, I know everything that I'm going to write about. I don't want to start this podcast until I know everything that I'm going to speak about, right? The thing is, though, is the exact same solution for I don't want to come to Christ until I, I am clean. It's the, the solution is the only way I'll be clean is by coming to Christ. Now, in real estate, the only way I'll be able to pay my dues is by practicing real estate, right? The only way that I'm going to be able to know what to write about in my book is by writing the book. The only way that I'll be able to uh, start a podcast and know what I'm going to talk about is by starting the podcast. So this all comes back all together, right? It all comes back into, into the very beginning and it just starts off with just do it. Just start it. Where do you start? Just start doing something. Just start moving. Start mobilizing yourself. In order, to, in order to get different results, we have to be willing to do something different. Now, I know that many to many people this is going to seem crazy, but this is the way that I think and operate, right? The way that I'm able to understand things and hopefully you'll be able to understand and we'll break it down more simpler along the roads, right? Okay, now... In order for us to continue and in order for us to all understand, specifically me, we have to know that there are two things that God has given us. He has given us the gifts of the Spirit, gift, G-I-F-T-S, gifts of the Spirit, and fruits of the Spirit. Now, the fruits of the Spirit are meant to be a support system. They're meant to be pillars, right? They're the ones that, the fruits of the Spirit are the ones that support the weight of the gift of the Spirit. Now, the gifts of the Spirit, everything that God has given us, these amazing gifts, right? There's nine in total, and there's nine fruits in total that the Bible talks about. The gifts of the Spirit are found in the, in the Bible, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 10. The fruits of the Spirit are found in Galatians 6, 18. That's in the Bible as well. Okay, now, the gifts come with weight, and that weight we ourselves will not be able to support the weight of God, nor the weight of this, these amazing gifts that He has given us. This is why God has given us these pillars to be able to support the weight, to support the weight of the glory of God, to be able to support and endure through everything that God is giving us at this very moment. Now, going back to what we just talked about, okay? And this problem is a placeholder for everyone else, and you can put whatever you want. But specifically for me, at this very moment, it's, I don't want to practice real estate until I pay my debts, right? Until I, I'm out of, until I pay my dues. But the only way that I'll be able to pay them is by practicing real estate, right? Comes back to that Christ example, okay? Is that people don't want to come to Christ until they are clean. But the only way that you will be clean is by coming to Christ. Now, a lot of the people have this mentality that they don't want to start something until they know everything and until everything is in order. But the thing is, is that you will never be ready for something. You will, if you're waiting till you're ready, you will never be ready and you just have to jump in. You just have to dive in. And God has prepared us for this. The most amazing part of, of achieving our goal is not the goal in, in itself, but it's the process of what we do to get to that goal. It's the journey. It's the process that we go to. Go through. This is why Christ has given us his arsenal. He has given us these tools and this armor. 
Okay, the armor of God goes beyond what the book of Ephesians says. This is part of the armor of God. It's an internal armor, which talks about the fruits of the Spirit, right? The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is translated to patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These nine fruits are pillars to support the weight of the glory of God, to support the gifts that God has given us. The nine gifts are wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning, tongues, and inter interpretation of tongues. Now, we won't be able to sustain these gifts if we don't have the pillars, the support, which are the fruits of the Spirit. Okay, the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, in, in, at the end of the day, they're the exact same thing because it comes from the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Now, understand this, right? The gifts, the gifts of the Spirit will rest up top of the fruits of the Spirit. They're going to be placed on top of them. Many of the times we try, um, we as individuals, we try to work with the gifts of the Spirit. We try to do many things, right? But we... Um, blow up, we fail. Uh, many people call it that they're overwhelmed, that they're frustrated, that they're done, right? That they just lost their passion, but it's because they're trying to do everything out of order. They're trying to work in these things. They're trying to work in this amazing glory of God, but they don't have the support. They don't have the strength that their, that their spirit is supposed to have in order to endure through everything that they're about to embark on and that they're going to start in this journey. It's the exact same way as if I go to the gym right now and I try lifting 400 pounds, right? My body will not be able to take it and it's going to collapse. It's going to break. It's going to burn out. Now, if I go to the gym and, and I start little by little, right? And I get to that point where I'm about to lift 400. If I have conditioned my body, my body has the support system within itself, right? To be able to lift those 400 pounds because it's brought, it's been put through this process through this journey and it's gone through this endurance that has now grown me my body now in this case in our life god is positioning us to be able to endure in in order to be torn apart i don't know if you knew this but when you go to the gym and you work out you're tearing your muscles and then they grow back again right they grow they heal and then you tear them again that's how you have growth in our life it's the exact same thing through every process that we go to we are being torn apart we are being formed we are being molded to what god has intended us intended us to be his part of his amazing plan now a lot of the times, many people say, well, I don't want to go through this process because it's a lot of pain. Whether you go through the process of God or you go through your own process, at the end of the day, you're still going to face pain. Now, either you can do it God's way, which, yes, it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. But at the end of the day, you're going to be healed. You're going to be made right and you're going to be better. Now, you can do that or you can try it with the world. You can go through the process of the world. You're going to get hurt. You're not going to grow. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get damaged. And you're going to be left in suffering and it's not going to get better, right? Two things. At the end of the day, you still have to go through a process. It's the exact same way as when you believe in God, right? Whether you believe in God or you don't believe in God, at the end of the day, you still use faith. You use faith to say, I believe in God. You use faith to say, I don't believe in God. At the end of the day, you still believe. You still have faith. Now, my suggestion, my recommendation, right, <laughs> is go through the process with God. Because if you don't, it's going to be hurtful. You're going to burn out and you're not going to accomplish anything. Now, listen to me, okay? 
if you're going through this process and you feel like you haven't accomplished anything, get that thought out of your mind. Because if you, you have accomplished much more than other people have in this lifetime right now, in this generation. Okay, the closer that I get with God, the more and more I realize that my life is completely disorganized, that my life is completely upside down, that I'm not doing what I should be doing. And this happens as I'm pursuing God, right? As I'm waking up, reading my word, praying with God, and I realize that my life feels like it hasn't advanced. It doesn't seem like I'm making a difference. Now, the way that I can explain this in a simpler way, so you guys can understand this, and so I can understand this even deeper, is... Um, for a while now, I've been working and I've been collecting um, money, right? Duh. And as my income has co been coming in, I've been taught the system of how to divide my money. So it's 10% that goes to God, 10% that goes to my savings, and 10% goes into my savings. And 10% goes, the, the, the last 70% is the money that I use to pay bills. If I can't afford it with the 70%, then I can't afford it at all. The different thing that I did now was I added something to it. Okay, I added another 10% as a promise to God because he has given me so much. I said to God, as you keep giving me, I'll give you even more, which this is why I made that 10%. So in all, it's 10% to God, 10% as a promise, 10% to my savings and 10% in my pocket. I'm left with 60%. Now, as I've been working for, uh, for like, let's say a week, right? I've been having this cash flow and it comes in. And by the end of the day, let's say that I make $100 a day. Okay, that's... Uh, 10 bucks to God as tithings, 10 bucks uh, um, for my promise, $10 for my savings, and $10 for my pocket, right? I'm left with $60. Let's say my car wastes, okay, 50 bucks for gas, right, to fill up the tank. That's $50 gone the drain. Now I'm left with $10. Now I repeat this process again, okay, the next day I'm left with $10. That's $20 in there. Okay, the next process I go through this again, that's another $10. That's $30 in my account. And again and again and again, and that short amount starts to grow. Now, in the beginning, I felt like I wasn't doing anything, right? I felt like I just kept getting money, and it kept going all the way. The thing that I felt to recognize and realize that every single day, those $10 kept growing, right? It was 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. And by the time that cash flow came in, I checked my bank account, and I realized that those small amounts made a giant difference. Now... In our life, maybe it seems like we're going day through day and we're not advancing in anything. But those little things that we're going through in life are building up to bring something amazing. It's when we realize what we have in front of us is when we actually start to understand like, oh my, I've actually done a lot. Now, in this case, okay, one of the problems that I have that many people like to ask me, right, is if I'm feeling overwhelmed. And when people ask me, ask me that during like the service and I'm getting everything ready, they see me rushing around, problems come and they're getting solved, right? And people have asked me before is if I'm overwhelmed, am I, do I have too much on my plate? And the answer is no, I'm not. I actually, it's the opposite. I feel like I'm doing too little. And this morning when I came in, right, I came in and I started to write all this down. And as I'm starting uh, spending time with God, I came to the conclusion, which the problem was at this moment of my life, I'm feeling overwhelmed because there's so much to do. And I feel like I haven't conquered anything, that I haven't done anything with what God has given me. It's like the story in the Bible where this, this ruler comes and he brings up his three servants and to each he gives a different um, 
uh, a bag, I believe it was money, to, to one he gives, I think it was four, to another three, and to another one, right? The first two invested them, and they doubled what they had. The other one buried it on the ground, and he did nothing with it, and he gave it to his master. That's how I feel that I was doing. That God, had, God gave me all these gifts, these amazing revelations, and I just put it under the ground, and I did nothing with it. Okay? Now, because I did that, if I had done that, I would be worse doing nothing at home, being lazy. And I realized that I have been doing something with it. And this overwhelming feeling is, is going back to what we said in the beginning. Is, is I have these gifts of God, and the only way that I will be able to support these gifts is with the fruits of the Spirit, which in shortness is the character of God. The character of God is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's having patience. It's being kind. It's being good. It's being faithfulness. It's being gentle. And it's having self-control. These nine fruits make up the character of God. This is the character that we're supposed to have. When we have this character of God, we have now positioned ourselves and have gone to the spiritual gym that now allows us to support the weight of God and His glory. Not, not God, but His glory, His spirit, His kingdom, His ways. What we are about to go through, it's to support the weight of the cross that we have to carry. Now, if you're feeling overwhelmed, check the support system. Check the support structure. The character of God, do you have it? Because if you do, that means that you're good. You're able to support and to move on. Now, the biggest fruit of the Spirit is love. Okay? Everything can be summed up. The support system can be summed up in one word, which is love. Okay? Once this basketball player said, if you hate waking up in the morning, if, it, if, it's, if it's costing you to get out of bed and, and that you know that you have to do something but you don't want to do it, he says, do something else. If it's costing you and you're like, you're fighting, you don't want to go and you have to push yourself out of bed just to go, then do something different. That's because you don't love what you do. Okay? In this case, and whatever it might be that you're feeling overwhelmed, the first question to ask yourself is, do you love what you do? If you have the character of God, no matter where you are placed, you are passionate. Because you're not motivated by the external reality. You're motivated by the one who you have in you, which is Christ. Okay, Love is God and God is love. If you have God in you, then you have love in you. This means that you have this continuous passion in you. Now, faith through love is the engine and this engine is self-sustained, meaning that if I have love and I have faith, this is the engine that pushes us to do everything. And faith and love have multiple things that make up to it, right, that, that you can break down. Now, faith in the Bible, in the book of James, it tells us that faith by itself is useless unless it produces action, right? You can't say that I believe in God when, you're, don't follow, when you don't follow His ways, you don't pray, you don't read, you don't do anything, you don't go to church. That's, that's nothing. Because even the demons and Satan believe that there is a God and they know Him by name. You see this throughout the Bible in Mark, Luke, John, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
when Jesus is walking and by the presence alone of Jesus, all these demons come, right? These people that are possessed by demons, they fall at the feet of Jesus and they cry out to him. They say, we know that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. They say, do not torment us. They acknowledge and they believe in Christ. So just because we say that we believe in Christ doesn't mean anything. Now, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That word right there, belief, doesn't just mean, okay? doesn't just mean that you say, I believe in Christ. Because what the Bible says in the book of James is that you, your action has to match your belief. In other words, this means that if I, if I say with, with my mouth that I believe in Christ, my actions have to follow what I am saying. Because if my actions don't follow what I am saying, what I said has no value and it's not true. Everyone has heard this phrase as they're being uh, brought up in life, which is, let your actions speak louder than your words. And this is so true to this very moment, is that if your actions don't show what you are speaking, then what you said is not true. Meaning that if we say that Christ is our God, is our Savior, right? that we are saved through Him, then our actions have to show that. If they don't, what we said was a lie. And love is broken down into so many things, which is found in the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Read it and understand it. And I want to leave you with this, okay? If you're feeling overwhelmed, look at your life. And be honest with yourself. Don't, don't, don't lie. You can lie to everyone else. You can lie to people. You cannot lie to God. You can even lie to yourself. But be honest with yourself. Are you really doing everything that you're supposed to be doing? Because if you're not doing what God called you to do, your life is going to be miserable. Because if you're not doing what God called you to do, you're living out of the will of God. In short, in short words, you're living in disobedience and you're living without God. Without God. That's why your life seems horrible and you're over overwhelmed by so many things, okay? Gear yourself up. Pick up this character of Christ and let this be who you are. Because the book of, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans, okay, chapter 12, do not copy the customs and behaviors of, the, of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will know God's will for you, which is good, perfect, and pleasing. The first step is to not copy what the world is doing. Look up to God and copy what God is doing. But many people don't want to do what the Word of God says, what the Bible says, because they say that it's outdated. Okay, listen, this is the basic things that if we start to do, they're going to bring results. And praying brings result. A prophet made made it stop raining for years until he gave the Word. That's the power of prayer, right? A prophet came and he, he was praying to God and fire descended from the heavens and everyone around him saw prayer works. No matter what you do, listen, even if you talk to people who don't, who don't believe in God and you're the one who believes in God, people are going to ask you to pray for them because they understand that prayer works. Okay? When people get the, the when people get a, um, how do you say, when people get the news that they have a, a, a deadly disease and nothing can cure them, the first person they turn to is God. They say, oh my God, help me. They start to pray because to them, this is the last resort. This is, I, if no one can help me, it's him. But 
that should change. Our mentality should always be God first because if we keep Him first, we're going to save so much time later on. Time that you're never going to get back. Again, the gifts of the Spirit and everything that God wants to do to you, this ultimate gift that He wants to give you, He's not going to give it to you if you do not have the support system to it, right? If you don't have the character to support this. Once you are equipped with this, then God can start to work with you. The promises are not late, the Bible says. The promises are just waiting on you, on us. Imagine that. Imagine as soon as we get ready, we prepare ourselves, right? We have this structure. We're able to support this. We have the armor of God. We have the vision that God has given us for our life, and we just start to do it. Now, the question that many of you might have is, where do I start? Just start. Where do I start reading? Just pick up the Bible and start reading. Ask God to speak to you, to guide you so you can get closer to Him. That is our goal and that is our journey is to get closer with God. Every single step and every single breath that we take, it must be to get closer with Him. And keep in mind this, okay, is that the goal is to be with God, to see Him face to face and to have this daily encounter with Him. Every opportunity and every moment that comes your way, you take it. If you come to church to see God, and if the Holy Spirit is moving during the worship, you take that opportunity. It doesn't matter if you're serving. It doesn't matter how you feel. Listen, going back, many people don't come to Christ because they feel unclean, and they want to clean up before they come to Christ. But the only way that you're going to be clean is by coming to Christ. The only way that your problems are going to be, uh, the only way that your problems are going to be solved is by coming into the presence of God. So many times when the presence of God descends, Many people that are sitting in the chairs, they don't want to get up and they don't want to move because they feel so horrible that they have so many problems that they don't want to get up because they don't want to look like a hypocrite. That's when you're supposed to get up and go into the presence of God. Many people hate Christians. They hate on them. They talk bad about them, right? Because they say, oh, the church is full of hypocrites. That's the exact same way of saying that the church is full of so many sick people. They come here to be saved. They come here to be better. They come here to be healed. They come here to have a better life, to get closer with Christ. And don't let, anyone, don't let anyone else stop you. Don't let someone's opinion of you become your reality. So, that is the engine. That is a, that's the support system of how we can receive this ultimate gift. And at the end, this is part of the arsenal of God. It is His kingdom arsenal that He has opened so you can understand, so you can learn, and so you can thrive. Having a life and a life in abundance. All right? Be signing off. My name's Abel. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this word has helped you. And break it down. There's still so much more in there. And I still don't even understand everything about it. And that's okay. Because there's always so much to know, so much to learn. And we have an entire eternity to know more about God. All right. I love you in Jesus' name. Have an amazing and wonderful day. Bye-bye.